HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by Roth Cheese, a pioneer in the U.S. specialty cheese movement. For more information, visit RothCheese.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported podcast network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. This year, we're celebrating 10 years of food radio. For the past decade, we've been taking you behind the scenes of farms, restaurants, breweries, school cafeterias, bars, and more. It's been 10 years, and we're just getting started. Find us at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Hello and welcome to Cutting the Curd on the Heritage Radio Network out of Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm Aaron Foster, although you may not recognize me from the uh, octave-dropped dulcet tones. I'm getting over a cold, please excuse. And I'm here with Ivy Ronquillo. I'm so excited to share her with you. Ivy is uh, about to open her own cheese shop in Pleasantville, New York, a, a dream that I know many of you Cutting the Curd nerd listeners uh harbor for yourselves as well it's called second mouse cheese in pleasantville new york um ivy's got a uh, great experience in and around the food and cheese industries um but this is her first uh solo retail gig and i thought it would be great to have her on now and again in a year from now to uh talk about what it's like looking over the precipice into retail ownership uh miasma and uh, and wow. I, I think that I don't know what that means actually. <laughs> um, and then maybe uh, rejoin, have her rejoin us in a year or so, and, and and see where she's at. So Ivy, welcome. Thank you, Aaron, and hello, curd nerds. <laughs> yes, hello, hello. Uh, so my first question for you, and and I, I think we'll just kind of dive in here, is why? Why? That is a rich question. Um, I. Uh, I found a streak of independence in me uh, that was irrepressible. Now, I've known you for a long time, and I, yes. I've always, I, I feel like that's, to my mind, that streak's been there. But That streak may have been there. Maybe I'm first discovering it, um, or maybe it's just become so pronounced that I can't suppress it anymore. Um, but I realized at some point I want to do something that feels honest. Uh, something that feels sincere 
and um, I have a not just a love, it's a true passion for real food, real uh, traceable, approachable foods. And I think that passion's kind of contagious. Now, is that when you say honest and sincere, is that sort of a reference to um, kind of the the current workaday world where we're very um, separated and extracted from kind of what actual work is or absolutely yeah. yeah if you're not working with your hands you often lose touch with what's going on in the real world and and how the real world functions world was the word I was trying to say there um, <laughs> and um, I haven't come from uh, a lengthy corporate background um, honesty, integrity is not necessarily the first words you would use um, in some of the work that I have been engaged in in the past, and it's never sat well with me, ever. Um, and this is not the first time that I left the corporate world and went into the food world, uh, but this time it was it was something I felt a true pressing need to do. And this time on your own terms, I suppose. Very much on my own terms. Um, yeah, that fierce independent streak is part of it. Also, you know, you hit a certain age in your life where you kind of don't care what other people think anymore. Um, and God, is that liberating. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but also, um, certain certain experiences in life taught me, whether it's the hard way or... Um, the most interesting way that life is very short and if you don't pursue the things that are of interest to you you might very well be wasting the few hours we've got um so you take, really made it very real there for me yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just welling up a um, little bit oh gosh um no it's it's really important to engage in the things that appeal and now sometimes we work in order to afford the things that we want to appeal that, that or rather that appeal to us um sometimes we make those things our work well and, so tell me tell me where why don't you paint a picture for us of where you're at um in, in this project because it's, it's coming up, right? I mean, I guess when we say it, I'm sure the... It. To, as, as, <laughs> as, as, an, as an owner myself and, and uh, uh, now working on opening a second business, not cheese, wine, um, it the question of when are you opening? When's the big, when's the big day? Uh, can can become a, a, an extremely grating and nightmarish question, but I, 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 journalistic integrity forces me to ask. No, it. absolutely. No, it's a daunting question. It is, but if you don't face that reality, your contractors will never wrap up. Um, you will never actually be able to tell your customers on social media what's happening. Um, our goal is April 9th. Um, and that originally it was March 15th, 2019 and that's 2019. Uh, and so we're talking like the, in three weeks, essentially. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, I've got a fire under my butt. Uh, it, it's, it, it is sometimes a little bit unsettling. Um, but we're moving we're moving at full clip. Um, but at the same time I work very well under pressure. So it, this is, this is actually the best time for me. I have to juggle everything at once. Now is this, is this a date that you've set yourself for financial reasons, is it a date you've set yourself for logistical reasons? Is it, is it an aspirational date? Uh, no, it's a, the aspirational date was actually March fifteenth, which was last week. We missed that one. Um, <laughs> no one makes their aspirational date. Um, no, it was, uh, certain uh, just family commitments uh, got in the way of an earlier date, uh, but also uh, if anybody who's ever um, put a uh, down a security deposit down on a on a expensive lease, um, you'll realize that. 
the first month that you're actually paying rent. Um, it really does serve as a motivator, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> Whoa, that's a big check I got to cut. Yeah. So, um, yes, we're opening a few days after I pay my first month's rent. It drops the balance um, rather quickly. It's very true. Um, and that's really the impetus for that date. So do you have any partners or are you doing no, it solo? This is me. Now, my husband, technically, this is a sole proprietorship. Um, I wouldn't be able to do it without my husband, uh, He's not only the most supportive human being that's ever walked the planet, but he also has quite a bit of skill sets that um, come in incredibly handy. Uh, he works in advertising, so the marketing element is done. He, he and I are both writers. It's really good to be able to pass something I've written over to Is that to why the name Second Mouse Cheese is so great? Uh, that's part of it. Yeah, the guy's got a knack, I gotta say. He he came up with the name, I found the imagery, and uh, we're both creatives, and it works really nicely. We're good partners with this stuff. Um, and also, he's really big, so he moves furniture for me. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so no, he's been exceptional. Um, and also this is a creative outlet for him when he's had kind of less than inspiring couple of months at work. So he gets to come home and work at the shop and make it something that's brilliant. Um, and I, I just am so in awe of that. So the idea right now is paint a picture for me of what the shop is going to be when it's open. Let's say six months down the line. What are the... What are the different parts and pieces? Because, for example, my shop, we do a whole bunch of different things that aren't just cheese, and then others open very, very kind of middle of the road cheese shop yeah. type situation. Okay. Well, so. in, in true dorky uh, terminology, we've got quite a few revenue streams. The first and foremost. Excellent. Yes. Yes, we Great. love revenue streams. Give me streams. channels. Talk to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've got the retail element, which is going to be cheese and charcuterie and all the accompaniments, whether it's jams or honeys and olive oils, all that good stuff, which you will never be able to find at a regular supermarket. And if you do, it's not cared for the way it would be at a specialty shop. Um, after that, we have prepared foods, and that's going to be grilled cheeses and mac and cheese and uh, cheese plates. Um, for consumption on premise? or For consumption on premise. That's mm-hmm. right. We actually, um, we've got a pretty quirky aesthetic. So we have church pews that are lined up, and um, uh, you can grab a church pew and enjoy your cheese plate uh, or your sandwich du Pray jour. Pray at the altar of cheeses. <laughs> On your knees. Um, Hat tip to Erica Kubik there, but yeah. And uh, we also, um, we've got our tavern license. um, So there's going to be wine and beer that um, will, um, it's going to be a very, very select select menu of that, but you can, you can have a glass of wine along with anything that you order. Um, we also will have an education line. Uh, there's a lot of restaurants up in the Northern stretches of Westchester that probably will want to partake in a small wholesale, uh, extension that I'm planning on, on doing. And, and then eventually I'd love to be able to create field trips, you know, to be able to visit farms and have a first person you know, take on what actually goes on behind the scenes and have people really feel a connection to local agriculture and not something that's coming out of some massive factory that we can't really wrap our heads around, much less want to consume. Awesome. I love that. And the, uh, so the idea then is that you've got these, tell me a little bit more than I, I guess I'm wondering, I don't know much about Westchester. Um, like what's, what's your, what's your average customer look like? Or, uh, well, uh, sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, don't you know if we want to go down that That's path. fair. But I mean, like, wh- who are we talking about? Are we talking, like, for example, we're in Bushwick, so we're talking younger folks yes. um, at, at, at Sundry. Mm-hmm. Um, are you, are you, is it like 
adults? Is it working professionals that commute to the city? Well, uh, I'll open this up where if retirees we no not I mean obviously yes of course there's there's a large demographic in terms of you know age categories and the like. Um, if you had told me even five years ago that I'd be living in Westchester. I wouldn't have pegged it for you. Um, no, 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 neither would I. Um, but Mark and I moved there on a whim, uh, truly on a whim. And um, and I get the sense that there's a lot of other couples or young families that at some stage they may outgrow their you know Brooklyn apartment and decide, hey, you know what? I'd really like to see some green outside my window. I want to get a big dog. I want, in our case, it was I'd like to see my kids in the same school district. Um, so there's quite a few people very similar to us. When we moved up there, I had no regrets, nothing with the exception of the food scene. It's really lacking. And sometimes, I mean, goodness, I have to drive a half an hour to get fresh fish. Drives me insane. And after a while, um, now that's maybe that's just my entitled, you know, New Yorker, but uh, nobody wants nevertheless, it's a pain in the ass and I don't have time for it. I feel like our listeners um, are all generally pretty committed to. Yeah, no, you're right. Quality you're right. food stuff. Well, There's no no shame in that game. Thank you, fellow snobs. I'm very <laughs> much appreciated. Um, but uh, I, the only thing I missed, truly missed about Brooklyn, was the food scene and how readily accessible anything you wanted was. Was and um, after a while, I s- just got tired of hearing myself complain. And I was like, well, you know what? It's time to do something about it. Let's have a great shop. And it also happened to be a little bit of a dream of mine from the time I was a kid. Um, to to just have like to be a retail proprietress, so uh, not, not a retail proprietrex, but um, I've always had a love for food. Um, it's actually always held a special place in my heart. It was my I, my mom and I would prepare dinner together from the time that I was about three. It was it was I, she would put me up on the kitchen counter and I would peel the carrots while she would prepare whatever she was preparing. Um, and eventually, I started cooking dinner for the family while she started. She became you know full time. Um, it's always been a passion of mine, and it's always been something that I find really cathartic. You know, good days I cook, bad days I cook a lot. Um, <laughs> and um, and the other thing that we used to do together is go to specialty shops wherever they were, and visit and just see what they've got. For, you know, what they've got on their shelves and what interesting cheeses were available. And Eat the samples. Oh, I can't go anywhere without visiting the local food shops, and um, I've traveled extensively. It's the first thing I do in any country I visit. I want to go to the local local shop, see what they offer, and explore. And um, it's just something that makes me happy. It's something that makes me smile. Um, so, so I wanted to be able to do it for myself. Yeah, I love that. So it sounds it sounds it's obviously been a long held dream of yours. When oh, yeah. did it go from pie in the sky to oh shit, we're gonna <laughs> do this? Dude, not spend a thing. Um, it went. There was there was a stretch. I had had my own company in advertising, and was finding myself more and more frustrated by it. Um, and it wasn't speaking to my soul in the slightest. Um, and are we talking ten years ago, five years no, ago? No, we're one talking year ago, two years ago. Two, okay. two years ago. Let's get into the um, nitty gritty. Yeah. No, I mean, I I was working out of my home office, and I was finding every excuse not to get in front of the computer, which is pretty telling. Um, And so rather than, you know, just power through it and, you know, sweat your ass off for a paycheck, 
um, that may or may not come because I was, you know, I was an independent contractor. Um, I figured, you know what, let me spend 20 hours a week doing something that I really enjoy. And uh, at the time, Greenwich Cheese Company happened to be looking for a cheesemonger, and they were willing to train. And I've always heard wonderful things about Greenwich Cheese Company. And despite the fact that it was a really long drive from where I lived, um, I got every good vibe from them that I could ask for. So I started working for Shout them. Shout out to Greenwich. We love that. Shout them. out she's, to Greenwich. She's a friend. You guys yeah. are awesome. Um, so I worked initially, it was part time. It started to become closer to full time. Then I scaled back again. Um, I worked at Greenwich and learned the ropes of retail cheese because that was something I did not know. I knew cheese. I knew business. I knew culinary. I knew how to cook. I knew what to do with everything. I had no idea what happened behind the counter, um, which is kind Can of I sad. Sixteenth of a pound <laughs> of this, please. Just a little smaller. Uh, yeah, perfect. Yeah, like, that's negative space, sir. <laughs> The paper's worth more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I had this incredible opportunity, and they were so gracious to hand over quite a few of their smaller reins to me and, and allow me to, uh, to, to do what I wanted to do. Um, and I learned a ton. And about three months in, I realized... I don't want to go back to advertising. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I Another love this. Thing. I don't want to go to Greenwich. <laughs> no, no. I mean, <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to wake up and get out of bed in the morning. I, I think that's kind of universal. We'd all love to stay in bed. But if you are going to get out of bed, what do you want to do? And does it give you joy? And is it exciting? And I never... The Marie Kondo approach, too. That might be. Yes. That might be. Um, it's it's very much part of my carpe diem approach to life. Um I never once didn't want to go to work at Greenwich. Um, and that was very telling to me. Um, and like, maybe this really is what you're supposed to be doing. Maybe drop the whole professional, you know, advertising executive type of impression you're giving people. Maybe that's not you. And so you, so you say, okay, this is, I want to do this. We're going to do this. Um, do you read books on business? Do you talk to friends? Do you talk to, I mean, you obviously go work at Greenwich. Um, I mean, do they, do they let you see under the hood? I know yeah. we spoke, you know, maybe six months ago. Um, but do you, do you start to scrimp and save? Do you look for investors? I, I, uh, yeah, tell me, yeah, tell me, tell um, me where you went from there. So researching was every which way we could figure it out. Uh, it, a lot of it came from Greenwich. There's no, there's no question about that. Um, but then researching, you know, what sort of uh, distributors are in the area, what they carry, knowing which um, lines of products are, appeal to you. You can't sell something that doesn't appeal to you. Other, it, it's a lost cause. You're never going to sell a quarter pound of it. Um, but if, at least with me, if I believe in something, I can sell it until we're the cows come home, until the cows come home. Um, so, um, so there was that element. Real estate was quite the learning experience. Um, we, uh, uh, yeah, no, that took forever. And there were quite a few days where I was feeling incredibly depressed and I realized it's because I couldn't find a damn space. Right. So you found places that were unaffordable. You found places you didn't like, or you couldn't find places. I couldn't find places that spoke to me, Mm. um, or that made sense in terms of the finances, like, you know, places that would give me the rent for free, but I had to pay, you know, astronomical maintenance charges. Right. You're dodgy. I don't know what's going on here. I want nothing to do with it. Um, when we found our space, 
I knew it. It sunk it me. It clicked immediately. Immediately. Yeah. immediately. Um, and then in terms of the finances, yeah, we've put ourselves in an austerity budget. Um, so you don't have investors? No. None. Um, this is all self-funded. Great. We sold a midlife crisis car. Um, <laughs> <laughs> stupid car. Um, we. I cashed in an old 401k plan that I hadn't touched in a million years. Um, we. You know, I haven't bought a new thing with the. Exception. So you're throwing. You're throwing all. I'm all the shit at the wall. It. Yeah. And then we did a Kickstarter campaign. And yeah, I'm super interested yeah. in this. So I've seen a few shops uh, and a few businesses do this, and it's something that we had. I'd kicked around at Sundry and also at Salt Wines. And, um, you know, I, I just, ne- I could never wrap my head around it. Tell me, tell me what you did and why. Um, okay. What we did was we put our soul out there. Um, and I, I feel like I'm talking in the royal we, but it's because my husband backs me so much on this. Um, threw our, our, you know, our heart on a plate and said, do you want to cuddle this or not? Um, it, uh, Basically, we're saying, hey, world, this is my dream. Um, uh, anyone who's ever been to my house knows that I love serving, um, and I really do have a passion for food. Um, you want to back me. And um, we were obviously, you know, with any any anything over $20, there's some sort of thank you gift associated with it. It could be a T-shirt. It could be a custom cheese board. I have Cheese 101 classes that I cut off at... 20. Um, they sold out first. So um, I've got a really busy year ahead yeah, of so me. Yeah, so this is what I've always wondered. Yeah. Um, but actually, let's we're going to go ahead and take a quick break okay. for a word from our sponsors, and then uh, we'll come back, and I've got a few more questions about Kickstarter, and we'll go from there. All right. Thanks, Ivy. Today's program was brought to you by Roth Cheese, a pioneer in the U.S. specialty cheese movement. Roth is in its 25th year of making specialty cheese in the rolling hills of southern Wisconsin. With strong Swiss heritage, Roth is best known for its award-winning alpine-style cheeses under the name Grand Cru. Fresh Wisconsin milk combined with expertise and affinage is how Roth creates high-quality, great-tasting cheese year after year. In 2016, hard work paid off when out of over 2,000 contenders, Roth Grand Cru Sirchois was named world champion at the World Cheese Championship. For more information, visit RothCheese.com. Are you enjoying this podcast? Heritage Radio Network has plenty more. I'm Damon Bolte. And I'm Souther Teague. Together, we host The Speakeasy, a show where we discuss cocktails, spirits, wine, beer, tea, coffee, and all things in the liquid universe. Yeah, our guests range from bartenders and brewers, alchemists and ambassadors, roasters and regulars, hippies and home brewers, and every expert enthusiast in between. <laughs> Browse episodes of The Speakeasy wherever you listen to podcasts and on heritageradionetwork.org. Welcome back to Cutting the Curd with Ivy Ronquillo of Second Mouse Cheese. I'm Aaron Foster, your nasal and deep voice, <laughs> full-throated host today. Apologies for that. Um, so we were just talking a little bit with Ivy about uh, the use of Kickstarter, yes. um, which which I think is, is something that a lot of new potential, I should say potential new shop owners have been turning to Kickstarter, GoFundMe, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I've always wondered, is, 
I feel like it's a double-edged sword because uh, on the one hand, you really guarantee engagement you mm-hmm. know, by, by, by getting everyone to kind of put their money where their mouth is. But on the other hand, you're also signing yourself up for for something, for, for a burden when right when you are kind of getting going and, and well you have the opportunity with kickstarter you have the opportunity to pace that so uh for example my cheese 101 classes they're not starting before june because i know i will not feel settled before that i okay. may not yeah. even be settled then but it was a good enough guess t-shirts i can order that day one that's not sure. an issue that's just a small investment on my part uh, but the engagement is huge um and, I mean, it's amazing to me. Um, not all, Actually, apparently only something like 35% of Kickstarter campaigns are successful, which is, is a little so bit they unsettling. They don't fund until you reach your goal? It's all or nothing. It's all or nothing. Yes. Um, now, we intentionally set ours at a pretty pretty approachable number. It was $15,000. Right? Yeah. And really what that was was just enough money to get us to, to open our doors feeling like we've got – a, a decent cushion. Um, in the chance that we totally overspent our own budget, um, we'd have enough so that our employees would always be paid. So that that, a, that's a separate kitty, basically? It's a separate kind of, kitty. That's oh, exactly nice. right. Yeah. No, I mean, we... we, we um, promoted it as stocking the cheese case. And it, it is very much like that. But of course, we've got to stock the cheese case before sure. uh, before our doors open. So it, it balances out that way. That's essentially what we're going to be spending on stocking the cheese case and the shelves. Um, everything else is coming out of our own pockets. Gotcha. Um, it, uh, it, it's, it's invigorating um, in that you have, you know, people who you know, my mom, for example, you know, given over a hefty amount of money, people who you've never met in your life who just said, I really like your logo. Here's 20 bucks. Oh, thank you. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, yeah, we got donations as small as $1. Um, and donations as large as two thousand dollars. Holy moly! That's from my mom. Um, <laughs> my mom's really awesome. Um, <laughs> but that just goes to show. I mean, I didn't take money from my parents. Um, right. It was this. We're doing this ourselves. That yeah, and I'm mean, a I'm a big did, girl now. Example, I don't need yeah. money from mommy. I'm not a big boy. Anymore. I mean, I, <laughs> I I beg, barred, and stole from from every anybody that would give me money. And, yeah. Um, and you know, mostly family, but. And at this point, I think we're paid back. It's the my major investment is is uh, my cousin, who's a yes, um, not majority investor, but she's our biggest investor outside of my wife and I. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and I've paid back you know pretty much everyone else that is that is lent. That's lent awesome. Money. Yeah, yeah, to be able to to you know kind of get rid of that particular yeah. IOU is an incredible it's feeling. A, and, oh, and even better to not have it at all. <laughs> uh, that's exactly right. I, we, we never wanted you can investors. You them later. <laughs> I never wanted somebody saying, no, that's not the way you're going to do it. I never wanted someone saying, hey, you know what? Screw this whole hippy-dippy shit. You're going to have a Pepsi case in there. I I don't want anything to do with that. And if right. it meant no, that I you don't have full open editorial it, control. 100% creative license. Um, and um, and I'm, I am not beholden to a corporation, which is, I think was the very thing that I wanted to escape in the first place. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So um, we glossed over this a little bit, but I'd love to hear a little bit more about uh, location because I know, you know, it, it, not all of our listeners, I mean, I think a lot of our listeners are not in New York City and... and 
um, looking for a location in a big urban area like New York, particularly one as saturated as New York, is a very different ball of wax from trying to find something in, say, suburban Westchester. Yes. Um, oh, well, so, I don't like that S word, by uh, the way. The okay. sticks. We're going to call it the sticks, Aaron. Sure. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, Self-denying so, all you will, my dear. <laughs> um, we really did. We did a lot of research. Where are their locations and just how far away from the, uh, fr- are they from us, you know, measuring on a radius? Like other cheese shops? Other that- cheese shops, other shops that are just worth their weight um, in terms of specialty groceries. So as to not step on toes or... Um, or to make sure that like you have enough of your own customers, both or a little bit of both. Um, the one thing that I absolutely adore about the food industry, and I don't think too many industries can speak to this, is um, so long as you're not blatantly stepping on someone's toes, they're supportive, um, and you know they're ready with information that can help you grow or help you build. Um, ready with minutia, like whatever you need. I've got friends lining up to help me teach my staff. That's awesome. That's truly awesome. Because of that, I never want to, you know, cast a shadow on somebody else's business. Um, No one's going to drive 45 minutes for a piece of cheese. That's not going to happen. But they might drive 20. Um, So I wanted to be, I wanted to be, I mean, initially I wanted to be in my hometown so that my kids could just, you know, come on by after school. That didn't work out. Um, But I did get 15 minutes away. And, um... And I'm far enough from every other local cheese shop um, so that we're not sharing clientele. Plausible deniability for you to not be uh, stepping on toes or, yeah. Yeah, or. no, I mean, it, it, I, again, if I know I wouldn't drive 45 minutes for cheese and I suspect nobody else would. Right. Um, and that depends truly the is the closest. Well, it depends upon the cheese. Maybe that's right. <laughs> um, but um, I, I wanted to make sure that I was more in along the veins of spreading the gospel and and not trying to overshadow somebody else's territory. And aside from, I mean, obviously, uh, it's, it's Laura, right, at Greenwich? Yes, um, and that, Chris. And Chris that, yes. that have been super helpful. Like, some of these other shops, have they also, like, have you... It gone and introduced yourself, like or uh, you know, there's there a there's a couple of, of Facebook groups that have been awesome. Some of them are you know, uh, Cheesemonger Support, which is a really large one, um, and then there's a couple of very much smaller ones for uh, cheese shop owners and the like. And people share information there, and sometimes it's nitty gritty. You know, what do you do? How do you handle? I don't know, gift cards. Um, what do you pay credit card processors? Like the most boring shit. It's and so funny pe- though it. it that's the stuff that really runs your business under the hood. It is very much so, and these are things I didn't know that credit card processing existed before I. I wish I didn't decided. Know. To, no, I'd really rather not have to deal with that, um, but I do. And um, you know, without that that group, I wouldn't necessarily know which direction to turn. So that is. Um, that's like the first reward of this industry is knowing that you've got people who want you to succeed. If you don't succeed, they may not succeed because the only way we continue to spell, sell specialty products is by keeping people interested in them. Right. Um, that's really important. Evangelizing. Yeah. So you've mentioned your kids and you've mentioned your husband a few times. Um, that guy. Yeah, that guy. That, that guy. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I know, you know, my wife um, has her own job and, 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 brings in the majority of our income and, and certainly while we were getting up and running and, and, and Sundry wasn't really bringing in any money, like yeah. keeping us afloat. Um, 
she, and she's had immense influence uh, on a on a sort of technical level, but doesn't really get down into the day to day. Have you guys set any rules? How do you how do you handle um, uh, business and marital politics colliding? For example, we don't. Um, you know, we before nine. Between 9 and 9, we try not to talk business. So 9 p.m. and 9 a.m., <laughs> just no, you know, we try to avoid that. Um, no, we're not that austere. Um, I think Mark is actually really excited at this homespun business and and this, um, you know, kind of creative outlet for himself. Um, we also have different strengths, and we being together for almost, God, 21 years. I've got the gray hair to prove it. Um <laughs> <laughs> you had that 20 years ago. I did fair. have that 20 years ago. Okay, he's got the gray hair now to prove it. Um, we know each other's strengths and weaknesses. Um, he does not fare well with minutia. It, it's not his thing. He's the big picture guy. And I am the minute detail woman. Um, and so we balance each other out really well. He he doesn't have any interest in what crackers I plan on, on displaying on the shelf so long as it looks nice. Um, and if it's got the right margin, um, right. <laughs> but in terms of the aesthetic of the store, he was very much involved in that. And, um, in terms of the finances, you know, every time I start grinding my teeth and think, oh my God, I don't know if I've, if I've budgeted this right way, he gets on my ass and he's like, y- you need to sit down in front of that spreadsheet first thing tomorrow morning and take a good hard look at it. And case in point, um, we, um, you know, we had a budget for um, appliances and construction and the like, and I was very prepared to spend a ridiculous amount of money on a cheese case uh, because it's I, I really like really easy to do. So it's very easy to do. So I mean, it's it's the cost of a car essentially, and um, he scale. He told me, "No, you're you're being an idiot. Get a new case, get an inexpensive one with a warranty, and when the time is right, you upgrade." Um, and I was able to find something that fit my aesthetic uh, that didn't kill my budget. Right. Um, and as a matter of fact, I came in lower on my appliance budget, which is good because my construction budget is twice what I had planned for. As it usually uh, it is. It usually is. And oh, man, that, yeah, the, the twice the time and twice the budget. I you hear it a million I, I times. I can't even say so the, true. the name of my contractor without uh, <laughs> spitting, you know. Vituperative, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mine's still in there, and he won't get out, and I need him to get out. Get out! Um, I just wish I could find all the horcruxes for mine. (laughs) I I said there must be still one or two around. Yeah, Uh, and that was actually even finding contractors. We couldn't find someone who was really into the job. People Mm. who, like, you know, show up and then never give an estimate. Like, I want to give you my money. Help yeah. me give you my money. Um, somebody got it by yeah, a guy who I'm sure came in intentionally twice what that job could should have cost. He didn't want it. Um, and no, then, he's just hoping you'll buy it. Yeah, he's hoping I'm a fool. And you know, I might be a fool, but I'm not a rich fool. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you have to work through these things that you never necessarily had to address before. So we don't have a ton of time left, but I wanted to ask you a, oh, a man, quick question. Oh, man, I like about, talking to you, Aaron. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask a quick question about staffing. Yes. So, you know, for my shop, for example, and, and I, 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 I'm i not trying to plug us. I just, I, it's the only experience I have. I, um, We ended up hiring and then realizing that we weren't going to open for a good long while. And so oh, goodness. Um, I ended up having people screwing in light fixtures and yeah. uh, 
you know, mounting stainless on the walls. Um, it's probably still less than your contractor. Pro- probably. <laughs> Be- and better work, I, I think, almost certainly. Um, how did you, sir? So, do you have you hired a, a yes, right hand? Well, rather, I have, and I wish I had a right hand. I don't have a right hand. And your man uh, Friday, you know? No, I, that is my dream. Like, my knees are weak at the sheer prospect of a man Friday. Um, man Friday? Did is I just it, yeah. make that up? I think, or did you no, say that? I said it, but I think I think it's a thing. It's a girl Friday. And a right-hand man. Well, that, that just doesn't sound right anyway. That doesn't sound Yeah, screw that. All right, so um, a, um, yeah, backup. I need backup. Um, I haven't found that person because I, I found tons of people who are really interested in food, really enthusiastic at the prospects, really want to learn this niche market. Um, they seem great, and chemistry is huge when you're working that close to, to you know, to other people. But... Um, I have not found anyone who actually knows cheese. And as much as I know, I am not yet at the expert level. Um, I will get there. Um, but I'd love to be able to have somebody at my side who can talk the same talk and walk the same walk. Um, and they're harder to find than you'd think. Mm-hmm. So in the meantime, um, I'm going to be working overtime and devil time. And <laughs> Yeah, are you prepared for that? It's, yeah, uh, it's a lot of time on your feet. I suspect the next 12 months are going to be challenging. Um, but I also suspect they're going to be rewarding when it's your own thing. It's it, The greatest reward doing what we do is when someone tries something, and especially if they try something new, and they say, wow, that was good. I mean, that brings tears to my eyes. It is. It's always, it's still one of the best joys is to put delicious things in people's mouths and see them light up. Yeah. It's, and, yeah. It still brings joy. Yeah. And, and if they're as enthusiastic as you might be, they're going to return. And suddenly you have a dedicated, loyal customer base. Um, well, I lived off of uh, beer and Sour Patch Kids uh, and frozen Snickers, I think, for, for the first nine months or so. Well, I can't say that sounds healthy, but I can understand that. No, no. I was very sick. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> I'll eat day-old baguettes, though. I have no qualms with that. None. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I you know, I, I wouldn't say that you're in a position to give advice just yet, but um, you know, as somebody who's gotten this far and is kind of looking over the edge, um, you know, the advice that I that I was given and that that I have now j- jadedly chosen to give others when they say I'd like to open a cheese shop, what advice can you give me? And I look at them the way that Matt Rubiner did with deadness in his eyes. And he said to me, don't. <laughs> oh, good golly. <laughs> and, now I, and now I'm a little. <laughs> Thanks, Foster. I know. I just I really wanted to to, to, to bring it there for you. But um, I'm maybe I don't I'm not quite that bad. Uh, bartender, but, uh, another glass of wine, please. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, I often give people the advice that, like, you might love cheese. You might love in the set. But it, it, like running a business is it's much more administrative and much more. Um, it so, is. So what, what what advice would you give to somebody kind of as close as you are to, to getting open, would you give? And then my second question, which you can think about while you're answering the first, is what would you like me to ask you in a year from now? To What, what goals have you set? What should I check you on? Where do you want to be in a year from now? Okay. All right. That's all, that's all fair. Um, I would say as dorky as this is, if you've got a vision, pursue it. Um, truly, we're only on this planet once. Than mine. Yeah, oh, yeah. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm a silver lining finder. Um, and also, if you've got an ego and I've got one, um, drop it because you're going to get a lot of advice and 95% of it is worth something. So listen. Um, it's it's just listen to it and process it. That actually is very good advice. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, one thing that I learned a lot from before opening and, and even after being open is like, what is the thing that you fucked up that you that you wish that somebody had told you about or that that you wish you would ask advice over? Um, and so that's you know something I still ask people is like, you know, what did you, what did you fuck up and like how you know what would you tell me to do? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then in a year, I I, I was being extremely ambitious and had every intention of opening my shop and taking the CCP exam um, the this year. The certified cheesemonger professional, yeah. Yes, um, the true mark of geekery. And um, I realized about last week, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. So in a year, I would like to be registered to take that exam. Okay. Um, I want those little letters following my name. Sure. Um, and I'd love that shop to be... A, reasonably well-oiled machine. I think it can be. How many staff do you think you'll have? Um, I think I'm going to have four full-timers that might be divided up over eight part-timers. Um, yeah. Recruiting is never really an issue for me. It's one of the things I did in advertising. Uh, training, if you've got the right enthusiasm, training comes naturally. Will you have a day off? Yes. We are closed on Mondays. Okay. I go but boxing on Monday and I isn't... punch lots of things. <laughs> Will you have a day off that isn't Monday for you? Eventually, yes. Okay. Um, for the first couple of months, I suspect, no, I will not. Will you be profitable after a year? Uh, yeah, according to my plan, we will be profitable. Um, I've actually got quite a bit of wiggle room, and that's even with giving myself a very small salary. So you'll be, very ta- small. You'll be taking a salary? I'm taking a stipend, um, but it's a line item, and I will not remove it. Okay. Um, yeah. I, did, I, I think that's extremely healthy. Also, advice that I got was, you know, that you're, if your business, if you're just surviving and your business is doing okay, but you're not paying yourself, you're not really surviving. And so... I have to agree with that. I mean, you and I are in similar situations where, you know, technically, if I don't bring that home, it doesn't... It, 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 the food will still be on the table. Right. Um, but I think it's important to recognize your own efforts um, and also to keep your P&Ls <laughs> consistent yeah. to the best of your ability. Um, so, yeah, tiny amount of money initially, and then that should grow. Okay. Uh, these are, uh, these are. I think some of our listeners might be like, mm, those are pretty ambitious goals. But I, That you know, girl's dumb. Knowing you, <laughs> knowing you, I, you know, and, and how ambitious and successful and amazing you are, I would say that doesn't really surprise me. So, and and I wouldn't be surprised if you accomplished all that and more. Um, Ivy, thank, thank you, you so much for, for coming on. This is, uh, this has been a treat. Thank you. It's a true honor for Thanks. me. So I really love being here. So this has been uh, cutting the curd with Ivy Ronquillo of the forthcoming second mouse cheese shop in Pleasantville, New York. I highly recommend you all drive more than 40 minutes to go buy a piece of cheese from her when she opens on her scheduled date of April 9th. Service with a smile. Service with a smile. Um, and I can't wait to ask her a year from now uh, and quiz her about all the things that we just talked about. Um, so yeah, that's it for this week's cutting the curd. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll be back with more next week here on heritage radio network and hopefully without a cold. 
Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to learn more about our 10-year anniversary celebration happening all year long, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com forward slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows that you like. Tell your friends. And please, join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening. <laughs>